Welcome to the Breakwater Podcast. Our names are Kelly and Kirsten, and we'll be your hosts for the special Be Courageous Anonymous podcast series. During this series, Callie and I will chat with people who live in our local community about their experiences growing up and how their experiences have shaped who they are. We will lean in on some vulnerable topics that aim at shining a light on situations most of us experience but few of us share about. That's right. We're going to view, interview real people, share their personal experiences. But before we get into interviewing our first guest, we thought you should know that Kirsten and I are Oshkosh Community's students. We partnered partnered with um, Breakwater as part of our community's project, and we're super excited to host this series because we get to use our experience as local high school students to show authentic ways to be courageous. Whether you're a parent, a coach, a teacher, a youth leader, a student, or any person in our community, that is, this is your opportunity to hear how you can make a positive impact in someone else's life. Thanks, Callie. I'm excited to show how people are not alone when it comes to their experiences, and it'll be great to realize that together we can grow as a community to be stronger by sharing with each other. So this series has the word anonymous in the title. This is very important because we want to break the stigma connected to discussing substances and how they impact people in our community. Because of this, we've given our guests a superhero name so they can stay anonymous while we dive into some great discussion. Today, our guests chose to be referred to as Black Widow or her secret identity, Natasha. Speaking of diving in, let's get into our first segment. The first segment today is called What's Trending. This segment is where we get to chat with our guests about something that's trending in our community. You'll learn more about a local trend and we'll get to know a little bit about how our first superhero guest has experienced this trend. Thanks for being here, Natasha. All right, guys, my name is Natasha. So um, something that has been trending lately. Well, I noticed that, like, prom has been trending lately. You know, it's April, getting towards the end of the year. Um, yeah, my whole entire TikTok feed has just been prom. Um, our school had it last weekend. Did you Did you guys go to prom? Yeah, I did. It was a lot of fun. I didn't go. I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of stuff that I feel like needs to be worked on with myself and then also how prom is done. Yeah. Before me to be comfortable to go. I thought it was fun. It was my first prom. Um, when I first got there, I thought I was kind of lame, but I ended up having fun and dancing. The yeah. music was actually good for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. It was uh, way, way different from homecoming. Yeah, like, usually homecoming the lights, music sucks. The music. Oh, it was, it was really good. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. The next segment today is called Social. In this segment, we'll talk about social media discussions and our posts that have personally impacted our guests, either in a positive or negative way. This segment is about calling someone out for a specific post. Rather, it's about sharing how I've been affected by what I'm seeing on social media. All right, so something that I've noticed lately that, like, impacts me positively over, like, social media um, is, like, I know it happened, like, a little over a year ago, but, like, the Black Lives Matter stuff. It really impacts me in a positive way because it makes me have hope that, you know, people still believe in basic human rights. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm Asian, you know, and it's like, although I'm not black, like, it still gives me hope as a person of color that people care about not just white people. So (laughs) I know that uh, social media can definitely be a negative place. But yeah, like you said, I feel like there is there's definitely some positive to to it. Yeah, like 
especially where we live, I feel like there's a higher concentration when it comes to racial demographic of white people. And so, like, especially even, like, staffing at our school, it's, like, it's predominantly white. Like, there's barely any teachers of color. Um, And it's just, like, it's kind of hard. But, like, getting information out there to help, like, people who don't go through our experiences, like, be out there so they can, first of all, help us feel more comfortable. For sure. And, like, although, like, I haven't faced, you know, as much discrimination as I know, like, my fellow black peers have, it's just still heartbreaking to know that they can, they face those things. And it scares me because, like, I can face those things as well. I'm not saying that I am as oppressed as black people, but it just, it just makes me really sad. Mm -hmm. Well, Kristen, I guess I've never really realized how powerful posts on social media's platforms can be. Thanks for sharing, and let's move on to the next segment. This segment is what we like to call Tell a Story. In this segment, we'll ask our guests to share a story about a local experience relating to substance use and how it's impacted their life. Guest, Natasha, do you have an experience that you'd like to share? Yeah, so um, my uncle, my mom's brother, he um, dealt with a lot of, like, alcohol and drug abuse um before this is when my grandma was still alive it was like uh, 2010 um and he i don't know was an alcoholic and his wife was like trying to get him to stop and he was like kind of abusive it was really scary especially on um, an outsider's point of view i can't imagine how his wife felt and how his kids felt i think they were a little too young i think they were a little too young to understand what was going on because they were so they were so young, um, but I know she had tried to get him to stop a few times um, when they were still married, but my grandma had passed away back in 2017, 2018, um, right before we started high school. Um, and it just kind of went downhill from there. He um, got back into alcohol and drugs and his wife was like i'm sick of it so she divorced him um she took the kids um it was kind of upsetting because they them as a family it was him his wife and their three kids they came to stay at my house um with my mom my dad and my little sister they came to stay at my house and like they would like repeatedly get into fights and the neighbors would have to call the cops and the cops would come to my house um and it was just kind of like I'm not trying to sound mean, but it was, like, kind of annoying, you know, and it was scary because you don't know what it means when a police officer pulls up to your house, um, especially when the neighbors call the cops on you. So after th- after that fiasco, it happened, like, three or four times. Um, they finally got divorced. They finally got separated. She took the kids from him, and he just went downhill from there. Like, my mom was like, you need to help yourself, and you need to pick yourself back up. And he tried going to work, and he tried getting his life back together, but he um, just lived in his car, and he would drive around. Um, I would see him on the road sometimes, but, like, I can't say anything because I'm in the car. Um, But he just, I don't know. Um, There was one point in time, like, two years ago, um, before, like right when COVID started, he came to live with me and my family again because um, it was my mom's brother and she cared about him. You know, she loves him. It's family. 
Um, and he came to stay with us. My mom was like, you know, as much as you don't want to help yourself, I want to help you. And I want you to get yourself back on your feet. And I want you to be better. And he was like, okay, yeah, like we can try that. And he told my mom, yeah, I'm going to work. Like, yeah, I'm trying to pay child support. Yeah, I want to see my kids. But everything he told her was just stuff she wanted to hear. He wasn't actually going to work. He wasn't actually doing any of that. And it, w- it got so bad that his child support had like accumulated and he um, wasn't paying it. So he there was a warrant out for him and he needed to go to jail because he wasn't paying his child support and nor did he have the money to pay for the child support because it was going towards gas and probably drugs. Like I don't know if he was abusing at the time, but I'm guessing he was because my mom was like, yeah, he is not together. He's not with it. And um, at this point, my grandma's been gone for about almost five, four or five years. Um, and still the same. I haven't seen him since like, it's what, April? I haven't seen him since like January. <laughs> um, I know it's still pretty recent, but he, my mom kicked him out and they got into a fight and cops were called. It was just like super, super messy. Um, it's just like really scary because like as an outsider, like I said, I don't really know what's going on, um, but it was still in my house. Um, and to me, he was he was a cool uncle, you know, but I don't really know what 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 else there is. Um, and I know he said some pretty nasty things to my mom when they got into that fight. Um, it just was not it was not a nice time. It just was super messy, and I feel bad for him and his kids. Like, he always, like, when he was over, he would always be like, yeah, like, I miss my kids. Like, I want to do better for them, but he's not doing anything to get better. And it just makes me really sad. Yeah, I feel like oftentimes um, those that are struggling with addiction, they don't realize that they're not just impacting themselves, but those around you. Like, whether it's you guys from him living in your guys' house or his kids that it's just not just them that's being impacted. It's those that um, are in their life, and I feel like they just never realize that, which is sad. Yeah, so I have a question. Yeah, sure. Um, so, like, do you feel as though, like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. It's okay. Um, like, with, like, the familial bond and him, um, like coming to live with you guys how like how do you think like did that affect you and the rest of your family like excluding your mother like and how so like yes so my mom also has an older sister so it's my auntie my uncle and my mom she's the youngest and um it really affected them because like my auntie my aunt was like oh you're not doing anything to help him like why would you kick him out of your house like you know he needs your help And, like, he would, like, constantly ask my mom for money and, like, um, we're not rich, you know. And it's, like, my mom would do whatever she can to help him. And she's already, she was already providing him with a safe place with food, you know, with a roof over his head. And he just really, really wasn't grateful for that. And he would often, like, come home late and, like, leave the doors unlocked or, like, well, he would just lie a lot. And my mom was, like, how are you going to come and live in my house when you do all that, when you want my help, but you will take advantage of it and lie to me? And um, it, it really did affect everyone else in our family because, like like I said, my aunt was like, oh, why would you kick him out? Like, he's our brother. You know, you know he needs help. 
And my mom was like, there's only so much I can do for him. And there's only so much, there is only so much she can do for him. She already provided what she can. And it just, like, my mom and my aunt kind of got into it a little bit after he, my mom kicked him out. But um, my mom was like, if you want to help him so bad, then you can help him yourself because you haven't done anything to help him. And my mom was just like, oh, like, it just, I know it broke her because after my grandma passed away, like, her siblings, like, her siblings were the only thing that she had, and they weren't really there for her. Um, And it kind of breaks my heart as well because, like, my mom is the youngest, and it just, like, makes me, makes me feel some type of way. I can't really describe it. It's just, like, it's just this really, like, sad feeling, um, especially to be the one that watches everything that happens. Um, and I, everything's, everything's, like, gotten a little quieter. I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it, it has, like, dramatically affected my family um outside of my mom as well and I don't know how his wife well ex-wife wife is doing but um I assume that she's doing good with the kids so um in our in one of our last podcasts we talked about coping skills that somebody could use if they were in a similar situation do you think um what coping skills would you use if you were in a situation like that with like how your uncle was like if I was in his shoes yeah some coping skills I definitely would, like, recommend, um, and even seeing it firsthand, like, I wish I could, like, tell him, but, like, some coping skills, like, just to reach out, and, like, I know it's hard, and I know it's hard to get back into the groove, and, you know, to help yourself, especially with substance abuse, um, but just talk it out, like, you know, it's, I know it's not easy, and I know money is a really, really huge issue, especially when it comes to, like, substance abuse, and uh, it just, it's so hard, Um, but you have to do what you have to do, you know, and some coping mechanisms I recommend is, like, sleeping, because sleeping is a really good coping mechanism. That's what I, that's what I do sometimes when I'm not feeling it, and for him, I feel like, just being with family was a better coping mechanism for him, although he didn't execute, you know, that well. It just, I feel like for other people, it might work. Um, Breakwater really wants everybody to have somebody that they can talk to, whether it's a teacher, a friend, a parent. Do you feel like you have somebody you can talk to? Yeah, for sure. My mom and I are pretty close, um, which is why, like, I know all this. She's, like, been pretty open with me about it which is what I like because like she doesn't really have anybody else to talk to about it and um yeah I do I she's the only person I really talk to about it because you know like not everybody is going to be interested in knowing you know what goes on at home but that's pretty much that's pretty much that right and speaking of people not knowing what goes on at home um, you know I've been through a few situations and I've confided in you about it Mm-hmm. But how do you, like, to, to the kids out there who are listening or whose parents of, of these kids and know how their kids are to people who they don't know what's going on, what would you say to them, like, those people who judge people and treat people without knowing what they're going through? There's really nothing I can say because 
it takes a lot to understand what's going on. But the, the thing you really need to do is if you don't understand what's going on, you need to sit down and listen and take time to understand what's going on. Because like for me, I'm never going to judge anybody for what they're doing, for how they're acting, because I don't know what they're going through, especially if I don't know that person. And like, it's like, you know, with Callie, like I love Callie, you know, and I'm like, I love her. I offer rides when I can, you know, and it's like, I don't, I don't judge, you know, I don't judge where she lives, who she's with, you know, because I don't know what's going on. And for people that who, for people that are harsh on other people for acting a certain way, for, you know, being in a certain place, you know, just grow up, you know, take some time to understand and take some time to listen to the people around you because it seems like people who are harsh are the only people that don't understand what's going on. Callie, this is exactly how I was hoping the first segment would go. And to our guests, thank you so much for being authentic about your situation so we can grow together. The last segment is called Be Courageous. In this final segment, we give our guests an opportunity to share how they believe their situation could be possibly changed or how it was possibly changed by someone or something. Natasha, please share how your situation could have been changed or how it was changed because of a positive situation. Um, My situation definitely could have been changed in a positive way if my uncle was very was more motivated if um, he had more of a reason. And I feel like for him, he doesn't have much of a reason to be happy to like continue on with that life, with a, a normal lifestyle anymore because he doesn't have his kids because he doesn't have his, his wife. Um, and it makes me sad because there is a lot to live for and he can still live for his kids if you know he really gets himself together. Um, and it was changed in a positive way because... You know, I like my mom and I have each other and I'm grateful for that because like I feel like without each other we would we wouldn't get through it. So um I know things can be super hard, especially with like that and you know, obviously like moving through life is so hard when something like that is going on. So I guess it's similar to the coping mechanism question, but like like, how did you, like, continue to move about and, like, be so, like, energetic and have the motivation to move through the day? I have to put myself in his shoes and understand what he's going through um, to definitely, like, not make myself feel better, to but to better understand. Um, and I feel for him, I feel so bad. I feel so sad when I think about his situation because like there is a lot that he can do to help himself and he just doesn't want that help but you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped um and it just like for me I just have to think about how I don't want to end up like that you know and about how I want better and I want more for myself and how you know everything I want to live for and everything I want to do in my life is the opposite of that because I, I don't want to be like him. I don't, you know, it just, for anybody else that is listening, I don't think anybody wants to be like that. But it's different when you have substance abuse and an addiction, you know, it's it's hard. Um, Why do you think that it was important to come on this podcast and share your story? 
I think it's important to come on this podcast and share my story because there's a lot of people that can relate to me and how and relate to how I feel. Um, although, like every situation is different, you know, it just it's important for all of us to share our stories because we all relate to each other one way or another. Okay, so looking back with like uh, like you have the present knowledge that you do, what would you say to him? that you think would have motivated him to, like, want more for himself? Like, well, obviously not even want more. Because maybe he does want more, but he just, like, can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So what would you say to him or do for him that would illuminate that tunnel? Um, I just, I feel like there isn't really more, like, much I could do for him. Um, But, like, if I could go back, I would encourage him you know and be like hey like everything's gonna be okay I just want you to know that we care about you and we want you to know that like you got this you know and like although you feel like you can't do anything like it's gonna take some time you know you're not gonna be better overnight it's not gonna happen overnight you're not gonna get custody of your kids overnight you know it's like it's gonna take some time and I wish I could go back and tell him that but like I said, you can't really help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. So, um, I have a question. It's a little bit more personal, though, so sure. obviously feel free not to answer it um, if you're not comfortable. But do you think that he will ever get better, or do you think that he'll ever have a relationship with you or the family members that he hurt in the past again? Um, I don't really... That's a good question. I definitely, I could see him getting better. Um, Like I said, it's just going to take a lot of time because he's just going to need to build that up himself. He's going to have to know how to have those coping mechanisms. He's going to have to know how to deal with his own demons on his own. Um, And I don't really think he'll ever have a relationship with my mom again. Like after what happened between them, um, like I said, like some pretty nasty words were said and it just was not a good situation. And I feel like he really, really, really hurt her in the end. And um, it just, yeah, it just kind of sucks. I know he has an okay relationship with my aunt, but it's just like, I hope he I hope he will get better. And I hope that he will get his life together, you know. Um, it's just a matter of time of when and how. Um, and, yeah. I think for me, um, if he reached out, you know, I would definitely talk to him, but there's nothing I can really do. I don't even know where he is, so I don't even think he has a phone. This segment was so very meaningful. I want to thank you for first, like, being brave enough to, like, come and share, like, stepping into the metaphorical life. Um... A shout out to our listeners, to communities, to Breakwater, and to all the community members who will be courageous starting today. Head over to breakwaterwi.com slash be courageous for more information and we'll be back soon with our next episode.